Welcome to the Fantasy Physio Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Tyler Joseph Kenton, joined by my co-host, Dr. Kramer Anthony Jackieback. He had to think about his middle name for a second. I saw it in his eyes. Doctor of Physical Therapy. <laughs> we got a great show for you today. Uh, our main story is Lamar Miller. We have AJ Green, and of course, we couldn't get out of here without talking about Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck making our podcast for the third straight week, and unfortunately, probably the last week. Probably the last week. We will touch on the uh, both the physical and mental injuries of Andrew Luck. And as always, we are not brought to you by White Claw. Thank you for not sponsoring us, and I'm still paying $28 for... 12-pack variety at the bodega. Yeah, I'll, I'll Venmo you one day for those. I'm sure you will. I'm not going to hold my breath, though. No, I wouldn't. But I got to say, there's nothing sweeter than when you open the variety pack and it opens up to the raspberry side. I mm. mean, sorry, the black cherry side. You can't even get the flavor God, I can't right. get the name Jesus right. Jesus Christ. That's because I'm just like so like... It's because he's not a grapefruit guy. I'm White Claw. Like I, I'm hard seltzered out, you know, between Truly and Bon and & Viv and White Claw and... Mm. Uh, I think well, you know, the summer's coming to a close. You know, we're we're starting to get oh, to the end of White Claw season. There's never an end of White Claw season. And then we're, we're getting into cider season now. Cider, okay, that's true. You know? Cider season definitely right. eclipses White Claw season, but we'll see. It's been interesting because there's yeah. never been this much of a market share of White Claw and seltzers and other things. You know, it's, it's interesting to see if it will, how much of a dent will have in the beer market. A hard truth. A hard truth. Hard seltzer truth. Um, but anyway, getting to our main stories today. First off, we're going to touch base in Houston, Texas, where Lamar Miller tore his ACL. Lamar Miller starting running back, former starting running back for the Houston Texans. Tell us what happened there, Kramer. Well, we're not going to waste too much time with Lamar Miller because he is fantasy irrelevant this year. But from an injury standpoint, uh, Lamar Miller, ha- uh, he suffered a contact injury to his ACL and MCL. All right. Describe what is it for our non-medical viewers out there. What does a contact ACL versus a non-contact ACL mean? Great question. So when we're looking at ACL injuries, basically we always ask: Is it a contact injury or a non-contact injury? A non-contact injury is something typically biomechanical, where you take a where you're cutting or you're planting your foot and your knee collapses and you tear your ACL. Um, in Lamar Miller's case, it was a contact injury, meaning that he was running, he was cutting, and basically someone contacted the outside of his knee, and his knee collapsed. A lot of contact. A lot of contact. It was, it was pretty rough. Um, so what we know about contact injuries, there are only 30% of ACL injuries are contact so injuries. Every compared three to, out of 10. Yeah, compared to 70% of, um, of non-contact injuries. So unfortunately, these are a little more freakish of injuries. Um, Lamar Miller is coming off a... Pro Bowl season last year, where he was a Pro Bowl alternate, I believe. Um, he uh, rushed for over a thousand yards. Was he really? Yeah, he was. He was, dude, he was really. Good. Yeah, he was good last year. Wow, he was I, a Pro Bowl alternate last wow. year. Um, so you know, with Lamar Miller, what we're gonna have to look at is uh, you know Duke Johnson and, and company are gonna carry the banner for the Dukey. Texans running backs, and uh, you know uh, T's and P's to Lamar Miller to a speedy recovery, but you know he's not gonna be in this year. Sorry, Lamar. Better luck next year. So, tough blow for the Houston Texans, and, you know, speaking of the AFC South, there's been a lot of trauma, both physical and emotional. Tell us about that, Kramer. Yeah, not to be outdone, um, the once AFC South favorite, Indianapolis Colts, uh, decided to one-up the Texans by uh, physically and mentally exhausting their franchise quarterback into retirement at 29 years old. Ouch. Yeah, 29 years young. Double ouch. Mm. He just got paid too, right? He got a huge deal. He sure did. Um, Andrew Luck, I mean, the $100 million man. $100 million glass man. Mm-hmm. 
So basically, what are we looking at with Andrew Luck? I mean, this is uh, he's, he's been in the league what six years, and he's been injured every single year. Yep. He didn't play for an entire season because he was rehabbing that shoulder, right? Mm-hmm. Or he, sorry, he did play, and then it fucked it up worse. Yeah, I mean, basically, the injury history of Andrew Luck is extensive. He tore cartilage and ribs. He had a partially torn abdomen at one point, Oof. a lacerated kidney, yeah, at least one concussion that was reported. Once you're damaging your organs, like, yeah, you I mean, know, like, you're something... When you're bleeding on the inside and yeah. not the outside, I mean, you're, you've had a tough physical like, uh, injury career. Try and, um, like, it, it, that's painful. That's so incredibly painful, I can't even imagine it. I, I couldn't. I remember seeing that hit and just thinking, like, wow, he got hit in his back. And then yeah. they, they said he tore his... They ruptured his kidney. I was just like, Holy. how does that even happen? Right. Um, I mean, continuing the list, a torn labrum in his throwing shoulder um, where he had to get surgery to, to repair the yeah. labrum in his shoulder. And uh, most recently, that high ankle injury. High which, ankle injury. We were talking about that last week and said he was almost back to play. His lateral agility was coming back and... I mean, hate to say we were kind of right about Andrew Luck and worrying about him this I year. Hate to say it, you know, but maybe you know, maybe you, Andrew Luck was listening to us and he was like, he was like hey. God, "You know what? Maybe he'll be the guest on the show next week. We'll yeah. see. I'll I'll DM him and see if we can get him on the show." Mm-hmm. But I, you know, honestly, I I can't blame him. I don't blame him one bit. He made money. He made it more money than you and I and everybody listening to this podcast will probably ever make in our entire lives. Yep, and um, I mean. Listening to the uh, listening to the the, uh, the post post game presser where he was announcing his retirement, you know it, what what once was we thought was like a sad story. It kind of turned into something. I was just like, you know what? Good for this guy. He seemed really yeah, at peace with 100%. it. He was talking about like the injury, pain, and rehab cycle that he was going through for the past 100%. six years and totally affecting his quality of life. Yeah. And I feel like if any of our patients are out there listening right now, right. and like you can think about like what you were going through for a couple months, if whether it be post operative or um, you know non operative injuries that you were rehabbing and thinking about like how that weighed on your mind basically probably every day of your life and think about what he was going through for six years like just rehabbing injuries going through all of this going through all this physical trauma and mental uh mental gymnastics to just get back out on the football field so take what you were kind of going through like i've injured myself i've had to rehab myself and multiply that by tenfold that's what he was going through. Granted, he was making hundreds of millions of dollars right. during that process. That's, that's like the... <laughs> that's kind of that's like the catch-22. Sort like, of the yeah. dependent variable. Whereas there, like, people like us want to play weekend flag football. Right. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Maybe I'll take a couple weeks off here. <laughs> uh, or maybe we you know. won't and we'll force ourselves into more injury. Yeah, exactly. But that's that's our own problem. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was interesting what he had to say. And like, it, it kind of like hit home for, for me and you as... Uh, as, as as clinic as clinicians, um, just hearing that kind of like that injury pain rehab cycle that he was talking about. Um, he was, you know, overwhelmed by the, the soul crushing cycle of injury and rehab, the arduous, arduous process of like having to go through, go through this pain. And you know what? Like he's at peace with it. He's a smart dude. He's uh, a smart dude. He's going to be fine. Yeah, he, he went got through, that yeah. Stanford education. He went to the fourth year of Sam. He went to the fourth year of college just so we can get his uh, engineering degree. Yeah. He could have went into the NFL yeah. after, after his junior year, but yeah. he, he stayed in school. So you know why he's a smart dude. He had a fallback plan and that's why he's retiring early. Cause he's a smart guy. He sees, he sees the, you know, the long run, the big picture. Uh, and it ain't pretty. I mean, totally. Reading that list again that Kramer just read off, like, again, once you lacerate one of your vital organs, like, you know, maybe this is not 
there's a you know maybe there's, there's something a, else out there's there. something else out there that's yeah. a little more especially, maybe not as yeah. fulfilling especially physically, when you make but your, yeah. especially yeah. when you make your money you know Once and you made that money. he was that last draft class to be able to sign that huge that huge yeah, signing exactly. bonus uh after being the first round pick so he made a ton of money out, out the gate he's good think about let's think about what the other uh what was this what was the second pick in that draft that year do you remember rg3 rg3 from the third he's on the baltimore ravens he's gonna play week he's not gonna play week one but he'll be ready for week one i was reading and but when you compare the careers of the two i mean andrew luck is just tenfold way better than uh uh, someone like an rg3 who also has the uh little girly knee syndrome you know where uh you know that um we saw him if Mm -hmm. you ever saw that combine video of him doing a vert jump test where he basically is just was an acl waiting to happen yeah that's a whole other segment yeah um (laughs) (laughs) but uh you know you know when you compare the careers uh andrew luck has more than doubled the career of the average nfl quarterback and he's made more than probably 10 times the money so good for him yeah and you know what I never ever thought I would see the day where Robert Griffin III lasted longer in the NFL behind, you know, before Andrew Luck retired. That's because he's not playing. And he's also not taking the same amount of damage. Of course. Play after play after play. But, um, you know, Andrew, if you're out there, we hear you, we empathize with you. You know, he's out there. He's out there. Yeah. Out there listening. He's listening one day. He's definitely listening. He'll hear this. (laughs) It will. Um, But yeah. You know, I can only I can only echo that sentiment. It's mm. just like when you have patients who are in chronic pain, it's mm-hmm. it's really sad. Yeah, it's you sad. feel for them. You take off your football. You know, in this situation, you take off your football hat and you put on your your real person hat and you just and your patient hat and you think about uh you yeah, know what put yourself in his shoes, all mm-hmm. the pain he's had to go through. Mm. You know, it's funny to look what, at social what a, media. What a fucking man he is. He just like man. He just walked away from. He did. Hundreds of millions of dollars and was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm done. I'm good. I'm at peace. 100%. Good for him. I I agree. 100%. Good for you, Andrew Luck. So our final main story for the day, we have A.J. Green. I wonder what A.J. stands for. I bet it's like Anthony Joseph or something Andrew John. Are you guessing or you know that? Antoine Jameson. Antoine Jameson. (laughs) Pretty sure he's still in the NBA, right? I'm looking this up. He's looking it up. Well, Kramer's going to look that up. I'll give you a little... I just started looking up Antoine James. <laughs> Basically, AJ Green, we talked about him two weeks ago. He had arthroscopic ankle surgery after catching his foot on the turf, tearing something in his ankle, messing something up in his ankle, and they decided say... They decided to... Uh, Sorry, I'm, I, I'm okay. not paying attention. No, right I'm now. definitely not. <laughs> they decided to operate on the ankle. So, you know, what? it was two weeks ago, I believe. And he's currently in a boot, scootering around. Scootering. He's not even walking. He's um, scootering around. He's on... Like that's reserved for like super offloading. Like I don't, I can't, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? What do you think is going on in that ankle? So Adriel Jeremiah Green. Whoa, what? Also known as Adriel. Adriel Jeremiah Green. Adriel Jeremiah Um, Green. So original reports after his injury was like his injury was July twenty eighth of of this year. July twenty eighth. July twenty eighth. He had surgery. I think that day or the next day. and now uh, what we're looking at with A.J. Green is, you know, a best-case scenario of a week three return. Best um, case. But, you know, what Tyler just said, he's still on, uh, still in his boot on a push scooter. So, Kramer, without any further speculation, mm. how many red flags does this give you? I mean... Uh, on a scale of 0 to 18,000, 
The, uh, Kramer, the Kramer red flag scale. Kramer I mean, Jackie Black, this is a pretty easy one. It's eighteen thousand fucking that red flags. That is eighteen thousand red flags. I mean, it's it, you're looking at a fifth or sixth Stay round. Stay the hell drafting away. This, drafting this guy in the fifth or sixth round right now, like you can get waste. You can get it's a, a Tyler Lockett right now. That's you can get a, a wide receiver too. And you know Tyler RB2. Lockett doesn't have a bum ankle that's atrophying in a boot right now. It's atrophying in a boot. Uh, atrophy like, means the muscles are shrinking at a rapid rate. Right. Uh, actually, well, in his case, let's just assume that he's on a boot, uh, on a push scooter, but he is going to be rehabbing. He's doing table rehab right, right now, for right, sure. Right, right, right. He's not a gimp. He's not totally, right. he's not paralyzed. You know I, what I mean? I went, I went a little too far there, I feel. A little you know? too far. We've had a, we few, a, we, we've had a few claws. We get a little no excited. No drinking claws. We, get a little we all excited, know that. But we keep it professional. We keep it professional. All right, we keep it clinical. We keep it professional. But um, uh, I mean, So what do, you th- what, do you think he's, what do you think he's doing? It's non-weight-bearing Obviously, he's not weight bearing. So, what do you think he's doing in rehab? I mean, he's obviously. definitely you know maybe he's doing some uh, some blood flow restriction uh, strengthening right. and therapies to BFRT. Yep. Um, so basically, what that is, Tyler can speak more to that because he has more experience with it. Blood flow restriction training is when you put basically a, a blood pressure cuff around your leg. It's a lot more technical than that, but just to kind of put it in layman's terms, you pump it up to. 100% occlusion, meaning you pump it up until your blood, your arteries essentially are occluded or blocked, so you're not getting any oxygenated blood to the muscles. Now, you use that to get a baseline measurement. From there, you set it at 40, 50, 60, 70, 80% of that level of occlusion. Now, is that for the venous? Is that for venous occlusion? It's as arterial well? occlusion. It's arterial yeah. occlusion. Okay. So it's definitely going to block the venous return, but it's just for the oxygenated arterial blood going to the muscle groups and physiologically what does that do that that is uh, so physiologically it, it i mean i could spend an hour talking about this and i have friends who could spend like days talking about this I actually do spend days and post after post after post after post awesome. but i'm going to break it down in just a few seconds basically it stimulates muscle hypertrophy so kramer said atrophy atrophy means when your muscles are shrinking because they're not getting any weight bearing input you basically something called Wolf's Law means if you don't use it, you lose it. So he's not using it. He's in a non-weight-bearing boot and he's scooting around. That means that he's not using it. There's no input to the muscle. There's no force going to the muscles. So the body, you know, in a very primitive sense is just saying, oh, okay, we don't really need this right now. Mm. Especially after you've had surgery, there's going to be some reciprocal inhibition, meaning that the body is in a protective phase, basically. Right. Shutting down uh, input to the muscles. Right. Um, so basically what that's doing is that's kind of stimulating or accelerating the strengthening process or like the muscle growth process exactly. by doing so. Like, so you can't, you can't mimic, you're trying to mimic those weight bearing and higher level and higher load right. exercises. Right. So the BFR, you could do it at a lower uh, uh, amplitude in a sense and with higher higher right. frequency the, the definitely higher frequency you can yeah. do it two or three times a day especially for the protocol he's doing mm-hmm. because he's not bearing weight so mm-hmm. maybe he is in rehab and then he's in a boot you know beyond that but you know it's basically he's doing rocky shit right he's now. doing rocky shit right now. love it and uh <laughs> but basically it's going to stimulate protein synthesis that's nice. the main driver of the hypertrophy it's going to tell his muscles like dude, we're starving. We need protein. We're working so hard, even though they're really not doing much at all. Fucking love protein. Protein, bro. All right, awesome. I so when they're going to start putting protein in white claws. Sorry, ooh. go ahead. All right. No, that's, that's, that's for another hour of discussion. <laughs> um, well, anyway, so we're looking at AJ Green. He's four weeks out from surgery. Um, he's still on that push scooter. Um, 
people are talking about, you know, people were originally talking about being ready for week one. There's no, no fucking way, way he's ready for Stay week one. Stay the hell All right? away. No way he's ready for week one. Now we're talking now about a week three best case scenario. Best case. Um, I mean, what, week one is in, if he's, in two weeks. If he's not weight-bearing right now and not doing any sort of, like, weight-bearing drills, like any sort of football-related no. weight-bearing drills no after way. an ankle surgery. No way. Um, I'm thinking what happened was in this situation is that they went into the surgery and they saw something that was worse than it actually was. Yeah. Maybe some more cartilage damage. Um, I, I feel like if he had a ligament repair in that ankle, yeah. we, we wouldn't even be talking about him coming back right. for at least until the end of the season. Right. Um, so Which it would matter because like, the Bengals would make the like, playoffs anyway. Yeah, so. Right. It seems like things are worse uh, worse than originally thought. Um, I'm thinking as far as the timeline goes, we're four weeks out from the surgery. Um, there's still not weight-bearing. I'm looking like more like a week five or six is a best case scenario for best him case. from our standpoint um looking at that return to play looking at you know the progression of strengthening and field drills and running in straight line then having to run in uh you know lateral lines and diagonal lines and then cutting after that and then jumping and all that stuff man yeah. it, it just looks like it's going to be a long it's going to be a long uh, long recovery long term um if i'm if i'm aj green i am pissed i'm pissed that they made me in my hundred million dollar ankle practice on that shitty ass Dayton college field and I got caught up and now I have to have surgery and I have no idea like what does this mean for the longevity of his career we don't know we're not going to know you know in a couple months we'll have more information I mean, he's I'm like, sure 30, he's like 31 out. years old I mean he's kind of towards the end of his career anyway exactly. so he's just trying to he's trying to muscle it out right now um he'll he'll, he'll be back this season um, and if you if you're drafting your players right now and you're picking up um, you're picking up a bunch of wide receivers and you're pretty deep and you want to take them in the you know eighth ninth round whatever Why go for it yeah. who, who cares but if, if you're yeah. if you're counting on this guy being back like in any sort of the foreseeable future he's not a wide receiver one he's not a wide receiver two right now absolutely not do not draft him to be a starter absolutely not. not absolutely not I wouldn't even have him as as my first bench player um, I, I don't like AJ Green right now given where his progression is uh, from a rehab standpoint um i can only uh, echo tyler's sentiments but you could sow some discord in your league and tell all your buddies oh aj green is doing great he's crushing right. his rehab he's doing right. something called blood flow restriction training right. he's gonna be back by week one you know start use this is this is talk up talk, is talk up talk up aj green in your draft talk him up Talk him Talk up. up. You know when you're drafting, you've had a few claws, you've had a few beers, whatever. And, you know, emotions start to get the best of you. People start making rash decisions. It, I've seen it happen all the time. It's happened to me. It's happened to Kramer. It's happened to everybody in our 14-team league. Mm-hmm. You know, we're humans. We're humans. We're prone to errors. We're prone to acting irrationally. So, you know, it could be a useful thing to keep in your back pocket when it comes to the fifth or sixth round and his name starts to pop up. Absolutely. So it looks like we have our first caller coming in. Hopefully it's White Claw with that sponsorship deal. Uh, we're going to go to the lines. Uh, go ahead. You're on the line. Hey okay. there, Doc. Uh, can, can you hear me all right? Yeah. Who uh, Who are we talking to? Where are you it, from? Why don't you tone it down a bit, son? Uh, oh, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, I'm on uh, White Claw number five. It's uh, only well, 500 calories, hey. though, and only 10 carbs, all right? So much. Uh, Where are you first, from? What's first your name? time, long time caller, uh, big South Philly guy. My name's Leon McCatskill. All right, uh, Leon, what's your question? I got six pick in the draw. Oh, all right, that doesn't matter. I'm sorry. All right, my question's about uh, my, my quarterback. My my Lord and Savior Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, I, yeah. Interesting. I just I think he's the glass man. I I really it it, it troubled me this uh this weekend. I came out um 
came out the house and I looked on the old IG and I saw Andrew Luck retired. I Andrew was a little Luck. scared. Yeah, I mean, look, you can definitely draw some similarities. That's absolutely. ACL I mean, we, rehab, lower uh, back rehab, lower back fracture. Right? You, uh, was it a fracture? Yeah, it was a transverse fracture. process fracture. Yeah, fractured wow. lower back. Yeah. It was I, think it was a comp- I think it was a compression fracture. Actually. Ooh, nasty. Well, what? Uh, sorry, what? What's your question, Leon? Uh, I guess. I guess my question is, is that you know. Do you think that Carson Wentz can return to the the level that he was at? I don't know. I mean, he was up on at MVP kind of level. God. And they got the weapons. I mean, do I need to list them off yeah, for you, Doc? Yeah. Well, please do list them off. All right. I'm an Eagles fan. So, so we got. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, now you know. I thought you were a longtime listener. So. Oh. I thought you, you would have picked that up over the. I'm last so three sorry. Weeks. All righty. Well, uh, they got Zach Ertz, uh, Zach Dallas Ertz, Goddard. Dallas they got uh, Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, we got um, Booby Sanders. All Booby right, Sanders. Miles Sanders coming in. No, we got well, Joho well, this let year. Me, let me cut you off there. Uh, to get back to your question, I'm do, so sorry. Do you think that uh, Carson Wentz can get back to the level that he pre- previously performed at? I do. I do because I think he is young enough. I think he is strong enough. I think he has the ability to bounce back. He's still his body's still, you know, plastic enough in a good way where he can still adapt and he can change and he can do a lot of the dynamic things he can do. But it's it's going to be like a lot of these other mobile quarterbacks we've seen over the years where, you know, they get a couple injuries, they get hit a lot. His mm-hmm. He tore his ACL from a contact injury. Right. A, a freak accident in midair getting sandwiched between like two or three players. Right. And, uh, yeah, um, as far as, you know, ACL injuries, uh, what we know about ACL injuries is that uh, risk of re-injury is about 25%. 25%. Right. One in four. All right. So that could be the same That could be the same knee. Uh, it could be the opposite knee, but it's about roughly 25%. So, and we know his back injury was a compression fracture. Both, both were pretty freak injuries. Freak. So as far as Carson Wentz goes, I hope, my hope for Carson Wentz and Carson Wentz fans... I like my like my man, um, Mister uh, Mister McCatskill over here. Is yeah, that, that's it. That's it. Um, you know, my hope my hope for Carson Wentz is that he was coached properly and uh, and de-risking himself on the football field. All right, taking those plays where he might go the extra yard to dive for the end zone and maybe sliding or or doing what he needs to do to protect himself for this uh, for this Eagles team and this Eagles franchise. Um, not that I'm a particular fan of the Eagles franchise because my Vikings lost to them to get into the Super Bowl, but that's another the story. The city, the Super Bowl. Champions. That's but, uh, right, still, I think I think as uh, to tie all things together, I think as far as his injury risk, I would I would put it on the minimal end this year as as yeah. as equal as any other player in the NFL. Agreed. I'm not totally. I am not worried about him re-injuring his back. I'm not worried about him particularly re-injuring his knee based on the mechanism of the injury. And I feel like as a quarterback and uh, with a dynamic arm that he has, I feel like he'll be okay. He is dynamic. He has a great game. He's only going to be smart. Smarter and more experienced and more veteran. Uh, you know, I hope that answers your question. How are the cheesesteaks down there in South Philly? I'll tell you what. I uh, I was actually up in Brooklyn one time and had myself a Federoff's cheesesteak, and I think that wow. I think that uh, Brooklyn kind of has it going on. Brooklyn has it going. I do. On. I do want to. Everything. I do want to ask Doctor Doctor uh, Doctor K. All right, and I'm not talking to Kenton. Kenton. Dr. Kramer. Dr. Kramer. How many red flags we talking about for Carson? I know Ooh. I know that you're sort of optimistic. Wow, wow. So. hot take here. Hot take wow. alert. I'm a big red up. flag guy. Wow, he's a big red He's a fan of the red flags. We love to see that here. We love to you see know, it. We love to Thanks see for your it. call, Leon. Thanks for your call. We're going to finish this. And I'm going to finish this white call. All right, so as far as red flags for Carson Wentz this year, 
I'm going to give Carson Wentz zero red flags. All right, zero all red sy- flags. All systems go for Carson Wentz. All right, as an Eagles hater like myself, I hate to say it, but you know. But you love to see it. Zero red flags for Carson Wentz. Go ahead and draft him. Have fun. Draft he's, he's, him. He might have one would of those. You, M- he might have one of those MVP. Would you? Would you reach for Carson Wentz in like the seventh, eighth round if you saw him? Well, if Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Cam Newton, uh, obviously Deshaun Watson, Pat Mahomes off the board. Those guys will definitely be off. Like, uh, you know, Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Watson and, um, and Patrick Mahomes will definitely be off the board at that point. For uh, sure. They're looking at 7th or 8th round, and I see Carson Wentz sitting there, and I have a pretty, I have a pretty, pretty okay running back and wide receiver situation. I'm picking up Carson Wentz. Get the hell out of here. Thanks for your call, Leon. So, Kramer, guess what time it is. I believe it's time for the rundown. It's time for our favorite part of the show. It's time for the rundown. Unfortunately, we don't have a co-co-host here today mm. to read off the rundown list. So Kramer is going to read it off because he has his phone in front of him and I don't. Today on the rundown, we have Cam Newton, Julio Jones, and Amari Cooper. Let's start off with Cam. Cam, what is Cam dealing with? We talked about his throwing shoulder two weeks ago. What's he got going on now? So Cam, after the uh, last preseason game, uh, looks like he suffered a little bit of a midfoot sprain. Um, and we talked about this like last week or two weeks ago about anytime we hear mid- midfoot sprain, we get a little concerned. Midfoot sprain is concerning. We mentioned it with Amari Cooper as a possibility last week as what's called a Liz Frank sprain. And it looks like Cam Newton actually has a Liz Frank sprain. Why do you think that? Because uh, they said it has, he has a Liz oh, Frank sprain. Well, that's a pretty good reason to think that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the good news about uh, about Cam Newton is that you know he shed the boot after after five days of uh, after suffering the so injury. So he's in a walking boot for five days. Yep. Um, so basically, most likely it was a grade one sprain of his midfoot. Let's hope. Um, basically, a midfoot sprain. The mechanism of injury what we're looking at is a, uh, a plant and a twist of the foot. All right. After while being tackled or while cutting, and most most uh, most commonly happens in football players. Um, and basically, a grade one sprain is a momentary stretch to the ligament, um, returns to normal length right after the twist right. or the sprain. Just think about a rubber band being overstretched a little bit, stretched and then goes back. Right. All right. So you know, as far as recovery timelines, what we're looking at with something like this. I mean, one week to yeah, a couple I was gonna months. Say one to two weeks. You no, know, it could be. It could be one week. It could four be four weeks, yeah. six weeks, it, eight weeks. Who could, the hell really knows? It could be crazy. I mean, like the Liz Frank. The, these midfoot sprains are really they're pretty complex, and totally. we're not going to go into. For a we're not mobile go into, yeah. quarterback like Cam Newton, who totally relies on his feet and his ability to scramble in the pocket. Significant. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Pay we, attention. Yeah. We won't go into it too far, but um, yeah, I mean, if it was a grade two or three, uh, that's an unstable sprain. Usually requires a surgery. Obviously, he doesn't need that. He's right. already out of the boot. Um, coaching and uh, medical staff, they're very confident he'll be ready for week one. Just keep an eye on Cam Newton. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with where he is. They're having a QB eight or ten. You can, you can pick him up late in your league. A, a high ceiling for Cam this year. Um, just keep an eye on that foot. Keep and, an eye and on Cam. Who do you got next on the list there? Uh, we got Julio Jones. Julio Jones. I believe he's ADP 12, wide receiver 2 or 3. Depends on what you feel about Julio. Yeah. Julio was drafted in 2011. That blew my mind when I looked it up today. Wow. 2011, and which was 8 years ago. He's still killing it, too. Unbelievable. He's, he is a freak of nature. He really is. He looks like he looks like Predator from the movie Predator. <laughs> like, he would kill Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, actually, that's not true. Arnold Schwarzenegger I, would I, kill him. I was but just going to say. Please don't kill... Julio Jones, if you're listening to this, Arnold. What's Julio doing, uh, dealing with nowadays? So Julio Jones has been dealing with a foot injury since June. Um, it's kind of something that 
everyone's been keeping track of. He's had some limited practices. Yeah. He's had a limited preseason. Seems, seems, it's like, you know. They're just saying foot injury. They're being very elusive with what it a actually is. A lot of foot injuries. Is. A lot of wide receivers with foot injuries. But um, Julio Jones, he had a turf toe surgery in 2017. So I wonder if this is just maybe a little flare-up of that. Maybe he's just feeling it a little bit and they want they want to kind of shut him down and make sure that their, their golden hands and their golden feet exactly. are ready to play some I, football. I totally believe it's... Uh, uh, it's it's a you know a we're not gonna put any more strain on Julio Jones than this touchdown machine already yeah. has on him. We just want to make it through the season in the playoffs. So if he can play four less games, really four less quarters in the preseason, great. Totally I'm here for it. You know what I mean? Um, I think I think Julio's gonna be fine this year, Kramer. Yeah, red I mean, flag scale. How many red flags does this give you? Um, just keep in mind you gave. Amari Cooper, twelve point. Uh, sorry, twenty-two fifty red flags last year. Twelve and a half percent. Two thousand two hundred fifty red flags to Amari Cooper last last uh, last week. And what we're talking about Julio? Julio Jones right now. Julio Jones, the touchdown machine predator. I'm giving Julio Jones uh, one thousand one hundred twenty-five red flags. Wow, is that? Right. Half of 2250. I, I hope it is. <laughs> it sounds like that was some really quick division right there. <laughs> but um, I'm not I'm worried about Julio Jones. Always has something. I'm he always has something going on. Um, you He's know, a big guy. Yeah, we're always hearing about like all right, there's some big sort of foot and ankle injury receiver. with. With with Julio Jones, totally. um, but he always produces. He he, he just puts up numbers. He plays in football games, machine. and you know what? He's a great fisherman. Is he? So he is. He's a bass fisherman, and that a makes me like fisherman. him even more. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I so fun gotta, fact about Julio Jones: you, you got to respect that, the hell out of that. He definitely drinks white claws. Who do you got next on the rundown, Kramer? Amari Cooper. Speaking of the red flags, Kramer gave Amari Cooper last week. What is the latest and greatest on Amari Cooper of so, the Dallas Cowboys? ADP 29, wide receiver 12 or 13. Go ahead. Hate to say, I'm, I feel like I'm, I was pretty right on Amari Cooper with the red flag situation. Um, it, their team doesn't seem to be too concerned about his ability to play. They seem like he's, they, they're saying he's going to be ready for week one. Right. Um, but uh, right now, Jason Garrett's saying that he can run at full speed, but uh, this injury is impacting his Quote, cut ability. Quote, cut ability. That's, uh, can, that's, we tra- can you translate, translate that for me real quick? Cut ability, for those of us non-NFL types, <laughs> cut ability means his agility or ability to cut. Ah, very good. So is that concerning to you, Kramer? Changing of direction. Yeah, it's about the same as last week. I'm, I'm. You still at twenty-two fifty red flags. Yeah, I'm keeping wow. it there. I'm wow. keeping it there because okay. you know why I'm keeping it there. Why? Because he's dealt with this injury before. Okay. All right. He's had plantar fasciitis. He had it in 2015, his rookie year. Okay. All right. And you know what he you know what he did in his rookie year? He still had over a thousand yards receiving, and That's he was good. A, and he was a Pro Bowler. That's really good. Okay. So he's dealt with this. It, it, I'm confident in his ability to manage this injury. Um, he's he's been held out of all preseason. I feel like that was just something yeah. that they're just kind of being Perfect. careful with him. And uh, one other thing for uh, for Amari Cooper. This is a contract year contract for Amari year. Cooper. Got to put up those numbers. He is going to play that football. NFL, not for long. What have you done for me lately? That's all that really means. Yeah, let's hope this is a precautionary tale and not a cautionary tale. Yeah. Precautionary tale meaning that they managed it. It was good. It was fine. He didn't overexert himself. Yeah. And that's exactly how I would handle this rehab for Amari right. Cooper. I'd be like, all right, let's limit his game time reps. 100%. Let's just make sure he's feeling okay and ready to go 100% for the regular season. I, yeah. You know, as much as I hate to say it, the Dallas Cowboys, but I think he's going to be productive this year. I can only echo your sentiment on the 2250 red flags.
Yes, that's the second White Claw crack of the evening. That was a good one, too. That was a great one. I felt really good about that. Unison. The chemistry is only growing. Uh, That was the second White Claw crack of the evening, which you guys know what that means. It's closing time. We'd like to thank our non-sponsors again, White Claw, for producing such a delicious beverage. Mm. Um, but we do have one more final story for the night. We That's have, right. We forgot about one. We have John Elway. John currently, Elway. Wait, isn't John Elway not in the league anymore? He's, but he's, he's ranked not a player. He's ranked general manager thirty-two in the uh, league GM out of 32. thirty-two teams. Oh wow. Kramer, what's going on with John Elway? John Elway. Well, you know, um, John Elway's recently been recovering from uh, Dupuytren's contracture surgery. All right, and Dupuytren's contracture is basically where, like, your ring finger and your pinky finger, or sometimes it could be other fingers, they basically like beca- become a real big spasm and they crunch up into your palm. Uh, it's pretty. It's pretty limiting, especially if you're a rich guy like John Elway and want to play uh, want to play golf every weekend. Oh my you god! Know? I mean, must have a tough life. Well, guys, uh, guy's been hitting the uh, hitting the green a little yeah. too much. So he recently had a surgery to. Straighten out his fingers and make it so he can uh, so he can use his hand properly. So uh, with his fingers straightened out, maybe he can finally get his thumb out of his ass and pick a good QB for the uh, Denver yeah, Broncos. Yeah, we'll see. Significant. I don't know. I mean, you know, we're gonna we're gonna wait and see on this one. But you know, um, you know, John Elway. With all due respect, you know, fuck John Elway. Fuck John. You know, John Elway is just this like this this diva from the early '80s who didn't want to play for the uh, for the Houston Colts or whatever they were, and uh, whatever they were. Were they the Houston Colts? Baltimore Colts. Baltimore Colts. That's right. All right, and then shout he, out Mid Atlantic. Yeah, he got drafted by the Baltimore Colts. Didn't want to play football because he didn't want to play for a shitty team. Yeah. And then he ended up saying, "Well, I'm going to play baseball instead because I don't want to play for this crappy football team." And then he got traded to the Denver Broncos. The there Denver Broncos worked something out with them, and because he was such a diva and didn't want to play for a bad football team, yeah. you know, he didn't have confidence in himself to be able to bring a bring to a team bring a city out of the ashes. Dredges, dredge a team out of it. You know, it's funny. We're ending the show talking about another former Colts quarterback or what would have been a Colts what, quarterback. What could have been a Colts quarterback. Been, what would have been. Full yeah, circle. Full circle. Anyways, thanks for listening tonight, guys and gals. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit about Lamar Miller, mm. Andrew Luck, you know, his career. May it rest in peace, but we wish him a... Yeah, you know, I can't I can't be happier for a guy like Andrew yeah, Luck, yeah, you know. Good for him. And uh it really open, opens Smart the door man. opens the door to the AFC South, so you know, uh Houston Texans are gonna be ready to roll this year. Yeah. You Houston know? Texans. It's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun to watch and um who knows, maybe Andrew Luck's and gonna be back in two years. Where to God if I see one more ESPN analyst talk about the Tennessee Titans and they're like a sleeper team this I like I just I can't do it. I'm gonna that like, is, throw a, a that full is, uncracked white claw can at my TV and crack it. I thought the way he was looking at me, I thought he was gonna throw it at my face, and I got <laughs> I got a little worried. Um, crazy but, guy. Yeah, uh, Tennessee Titans are uh, they're not a sleeper in any no, way, shape, or form. No. Derrick uh, Henry. They might win an NCAA uh, NCAA right. football game <laughs> this year, all right? But they're not gonna win a they're not gonna win an NFL football Famous football last championship. Words. Anyways, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, a little Jimmy Eat World to send it out. Peace. If you're listening,